This week on the Get Ranked Movie Podcast, the guys take a look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Look at her. Look at her. I want Spider-Man! Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Get Ranked Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me as always is... Your other host, Cody. Are you our friendly neighborhood, Cody? I am, and but can I swing from a web? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. You can try and, and it'd be fun to see. You know, I, I'd probably pay to see that. But as you probably guessed, or you just heard the opening, this week we are talking about Spider-Man on film. So we're going to rank the Spider-Man movies. And that, for a little clarification on how we're going to do it, um, we're only ranking Spider-Man movies that he is, it's it's his film. So we're not going to Mm -hmm. include Marvel's uh, uh, Captain America Civil War, where he's in it for a little bit. We're not going to include... Uh, Infinity War or Endgame because, you know, he's just part of a larger ensemble or ensemble, if you please. Um, so it's only going to be the seven big uh, Spider-Man solo films are going to be what we rank this week. But before we get to all that, Cody, Nick, news. News. We have a couple new trailers this week. Um, a yeah. trailer for the, su- surprise to me, sequel to Jumanji welcome to the jungle uh the next level is the subtitle for the new one which i like yeah it is yeah it's very into you know the video game references and they're they're continuing the whole thing with the video game they're um they're they're making it its own thing i mean we still the the concept of jumanji is still there but yeah this series seems to be taking on a life of its own which, oh yeah, I, I I honestly can't wait for you to watch the first one because I is, still need to watch the first. Yeah, one. it is it is so funny and and um, I thought the trailer for this one was fun. It it let us know exactly what I think a lot of us were wondering, myself included, which was what are they going to do that's going to make this different? You know, so it's you know, are we just going to see the the Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black play like the same kids? And I, I liked that. Nope. They used this trailer to let you know. No, that's not the case. The Rock's playing Danny DeVito, and <laughs> you know, and and, and uh, Kevin Hart's playing Donald Glover. Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> Danny uh, Glover. Danny Glover. Which yeah, I love. And, how, I love the voice he's putting on through that whole trailer. <laughs> the the part where it cuts to him and he looks at like something going on. He goes, "What in the Sam hell?" <laughs> like, just so good. Yeah, the we only did. thing I'm. Uh, well, before I get to that, I, I, it'll be interesting to see Jack Black play the uh, black guy mm-hmm. and see how they do with that. But the only thing I'll be not worried about, well, I'll be curious to see if, if it'll get annoying, is the Rock's voice that he's doing. He's he's kind of doing like a like a Danny DeVito, you know, like almost like an old guy like voice. And I'll be curious to see if the Rock will be able to do that because he's not really known for like character work. You right. Know? He always he always plays the the big tough guy. Yeah, he's your leading man. He's not really a character actor, so I'll, I'll really be curious to see how that is sustained. Yeah, over over an hour and a half plus, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I I think it's yeah fantastic that it's the same actors, but they're playing different characters. Yes, I think that's fun. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I still need to see Welcome to the Jungle. Um, I've 
been meaning to, honestly, since Nick ranked it so high on his video game movie uh, now, list a couple weeks ago. That wasn't too hard because of what we were working with. Tr- that's true <laughs> but, as well. But even if we did have like a list of really good video game movies, it would be high on my list because it's just so damn entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just a lot of fun and, and surprising because, you know, a sequel to Jumanji, you know, 25 years later, I, I wasn't expecting much, but it, it just it was so well done. Right. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to watching both of these movies myself. Um, yeah. Welcome to the Jungle looks fun. Uh, the next level looks like a lot of fun, too. And looking at the set pieces from the trailer, of course, the jungle, it it looks beautiful. Yeah, and this one looks cool because it looks like they're going to like a like a snowy area, and then maybe almost like like the desert. So they're they're doing some some different levels, mm-hmm. you know. Level two, which I think is fun. Yeah. All right. And Moving then... on to the other trailer that dropped. Uh, oh. Did you want to do that part? <laughs> uh, no, go ahead. I mean. Um, yeah. Moving on to the other big trailer that released uh, today uh, is Ryan Johnson's next movie called Knives Out, which. I think it looks awesome. It looks like a very fun uh, ensemble movie. Uh, the cast looks phenomenal. Um, I, I was I was excited when they were doing like Murder on the Orient Express, but I, I didn't hear that movie doing that well. So that's what worries do, me about this one. It. I think the reason that didn't do well is because you know I think period pieces kind of turn a lot of people off unfortunately even if they are really good and it actually was a good movie mm. whereas i feel like this one might do well just because it, it, it's set you know it looks like it's set now and fairly modern at and, least. It, and, it, and it looks like it's got some fun with it it's going to be funny you know it's ryan johnson so he always has a good sense of humor with stuff but i, I just think it's going to be a fun movie whereas murder on the orient express is definitely just it's it's a full-on just drama almost right. you know murder mystery and i just feel like this one's got a good sharp kind of black comedy to it and oh yeah, yeah. i look I watching the trailer really fun watching the trailer seeing um chris evans part he looks he, <laughs> he's one of my favorite parts about the commercial but or the trailer but what i don't i don't want to say it annoys me but i don't know how i feel about daniel craig doing a southern accent then you need to watch the movie logan lucky does he, he Yes, he's in that, and it, if I remember correctly, it was like the first movie he'd ever done where he did like a, a an American accent, and he plays like a Southern redneck, and the voice he chooses for that, like it's a very you know I'm talking like this, and it is it is truly even if you just watch the trailer for Logan Lucky and get what he does in that, like it is the movie's worth it. To, it's a good movie already, but even if it was just his performance, the movie would be an A plus because he's really good in it. So. I already knew he could do a good Southern accent, so I'm, I'm not worried about that. It's because he's he's already proven to me that he can do a good American Southern accent and and, and okay. do a good job with it. That but, makes me feel a little better. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to do that because I when I saw he was the main character, I thought, oh, okay, so is he? Is it going to be almost like a Hercule Poirot type thing where he's a, a cop or a detective or inspector brought in, you know, from someplace else? No, no, he's just a detective or whatever from around around, you know, the South or whatever. And he's I not just, James I like, Bond. Uh, Exactly. I love um, that Michael Shannon's in it. I didn't know that. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love seeing her getting some bigger roles after Halloween last year. You know, because uh, you know she's been doing a lot of TV and stuff, and hadn't really been in anything. So it's kind of cool that with Halloween doing so well, and she was so good in it, that she's now getting some other parts. And and uh, Christopher Plummer for what looks like about ten minutes. 
at least flashbacks <laughs> and portraits. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think it looks fun. I think I, I think it looks really fun. Definitely, yeah. So that's and Thanksgiving, I, I, right? Yeah, and I really like Ryan Johnson, and uh, I, and with all the, you know, we'll probably get into this more later this year when we do Star Wars, but you know, with all the backlash he got for the Last Jedi and people who just truly hate him because of that movie. I was very surprised to see right front and center in that trailer from Ryan Johnson, the director of Star Wars, the last Jedi, yeah. you know, that was, I mean, I don't, I don't think he ruined it. <laughs> no, I really like, I mean, we'll get to it as a layer this year when we do Star Wars, but I really like the last Jedi. Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't one of the people that, you know, he ruined Star Wars. He didn't ruin anything. He just didn't like it. Right. You so. know, but yeah, I'll be curious to see it. I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks just like a fun movie. Definitely. Okay, so with that news out of the way, it's time to move into our main event of the week. Uh, as we said at the beginning of the episode, this week we are talking about uh, Spider-Man movies in honor of Marvel's Spider-Man Far From Home. Which um, looks like which a I, blast. It does look fun. And I will say I'm eager to see what the third one's called because the way we're doing it, Homecoming, Far From Home, I, I really feel like the third one should just be Spider-Man uh, Home Alone and he just sets up traps to stop the Sinister Six. I was thinking Spider-Man Phone Home. Phone home, even better. You know, he's just he's he's got got an alien there. You know, uh, I I think it'd be fun to be the symbiote, right? Or home on the <laughs> range. He goes out. Yes, that'd be fun too. Any <laughs> of these fun, crazy <laughs> shenanigan film movies. Um, so in honor of Spider-Man: Far From Home, we decided to look at Spider-Man on film. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, we're only talking about movies where Spider-Man is the main character. It's his film. So we're not including Civil War. We're not including Infinity War or Endgame. Purely just movies that they're Spider-Man's film. Um, we're not including the Italian Spider-Man, even though we should purely for that one gif of that guy just looking crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> just truly the best. Uh, so there's seven movies that we'll be looking at. So we're ranking seven of these movies. Um, Cody, why don't you tell people how the show works? So how the show works is we take a subject every week. We think of something and go our separate ways. So we do not consult with each other about our lists. We make our own top in this case, seven, list of our featured topic. With this subject, we're looking at a solid seven movies, where we're, so we're just going to be looking at you know these movies. More, than, more often than not, we have a wider variety, and um, it gets wild. Anytime <laughs> we have a similar, or we have the same movie lower or further down the list, depending on how far it is, we may punt that, uh, that topic um, to talk about later in the episode where it is closer to the bottom of that person's list. So, did I miss anything? No, I think that covers it. All right. So, without further ado, our number seven Spider-Man film. Who started last week? I did. So it's you your, did. it's your week to start. I I, I thought I did with. Oh. No, I've okay. got Nick. All right. So my number seven Spider-Man film, um, a movie that got a lot of backlash for, um, not being a good Spider-Man movie. I well, I'll just go out and say, my number seven, <laughs> my least favorite Spider-Man movie, is The Amazing Spider-Man Two. My number seven as well. I have a feeling the top of our list is going to be uh, exactly the same. I uh, yeah, close to it. I I think I'm gonna annoy you a couple times. <laughs> well, that's just that's a, just another show, right? Um, <laughs> But, so yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm going to be honest, I couldn't make it through this movie. 
Uh, it's not good. And you've watched enough. Um, so I made it to pretty much where Infamous 2 shows up. Um, where Electro gets <laughs> where Electro gets his lightning powers, and that's all I was thinking of as he's walking down the street, setting off the car alarms, absorbing the electricity from the headlights. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of in, the Infamous games, um, where the main character has electrical powers. Um, I gotta say, and I'll say this about both Amazing Spider-Man movies: uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's chemistry together is like oil and vinegar. <laughs> I I I don't. I don't see it. They both. I, I'll I'll say I don't. I don't know much about Andrew Garfield as an actor. I haven't seen a lot that he's been in. But Emma Stone has always been a, a fairly good actress, in my opinion. Still there, Nick? Yeah. No, okay. I was just listening. I, I was okay. you're telling you were saying a thought. I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> oh, I expected you to cut me off. Um, no, but, no, no, no. Go ahead. Emma. St- I mean. I, 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 a lot of stuff that she's been in, she's been good, and she's had good chemistry with different actors. Um, you know, Zombieland, Easy A, I'm good, okay movies, good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her in this, she seems to be phoning it in. I, I don't know. Um, it, it's just the acting doesn't seem genuine. I, I think at this by this point, they realized how unsuccessful the first one was. Mm-hmm. and wondered why they were still going through with the second one. And mm-hmm. I loved reading, um, I was reading about an interview Sally Field did on Howard Stern's show about the Aunt May character, and her, her quote was, you can't fit 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Because <laughs> her, her character was not, like, strongly developed as an Aunt May. Um, yeah. It's, and it's, yeah, it was it was disappointing how they they took, yeah, uh, they took amazing source material and limped to the barn with it with with this movie. Um, and um, I I didn't have a problem with Emma Stone. I thought she was fine. Andrew Garfield I don't like as Spider Man. Well, I don't think he's a bad Spider Man. I loathe his Peter Parker. Okay. I've I've never liked his hipster, you know, type Peter Parker. Pa- Peter Parker is a nerd. He's a mm-hmm. geek. And he didn't play him that way. He played him as a skateboarding kind of hipster guy. And that's, I, I, I don't like, I didn't like that at all for both of these movies. Um, and, and if you, I'll kind of keep my thoughts brief just because if you want to hear kind of a deeper rundown of what I don't like about this movie, I think if I remember correctly, this was on my list of top 10 worst. Yep. Or most hated. Least favorite. Um, least favorite, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think we called it like five different things throughout the episode. <laughs> Yeah, all of the above for this movie. Um, I don't like Electro, and I know the way Electro looks in this is more of the newer version of Electro, but I didn't like that. Give me the old Electro in the green and yellow suit. As dorky as that would be, it's better than what we got. Um, I don't like how they crammed so much into this movie. They were trying... This movie's, the, this movie's only purpose was to set up future movies, and I hate that when it comes to superhero movies. So many superhero movies fail because of that. Because of that, that they're trying so hard to set up, oh, we, well, we have to set up a Sinister Six movie, so let's cram in Electro, let's cram in Green Goblin, let's cram in the Rhino, let's cram in, you see Doc Ock's legs, let's you know cram in this. And it's like, just give me a good movie, because I'm paying for this movie. I'll pay for the other movie when it comes out two years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, And, and it's, it's always such a big pet peeve of mine. So I'm not paying for Sinister Six right now, I'm paying for Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, so give me a good movie here. Um, I do, if I had to say anything good about it, 
uh, the score, I don't mind. I think Hans Zimmer's score is pretty fun. Yeah, Hans um, especially ele- okay. Electro. Yeah, Electro's theme is really cool. Um, but and the only other positive, and I'm, I'm mad because it's we're not going to get any more of it. But I'm a huge Paul Giamatti fan, <laughs> and I think his Rhino is just so over the top and goofy that it's 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 fun. You know, it, it, I think I think it would have been fun to see more of it. Um, but everything else, I just I don't like it. It's it's too crammed. I don't like what they do with the Green Goblin. It's uh, I I I, I was very happy that they decided to end it <laughs> and and continue with uh, a different Spider-Man and and kind of reboot it in the Marvel universe because right. I did not like where they were going with this new Amazing Spider-Man series. So yeah, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man too. Yeah, I don't. Oof. And, and just, I mean, just a couple more pluses. I mean, this is gonna be said about both movies. I like the suit. I do. I do mm-hmm. like the suit. I um, I like it's it's the web shooters it, and it's the web shooters. So we're back to the comic, um, mm-hmm. which again I forgot about during the Raimi ones. Um, that yeah. it wasn't biological, um, but yeah. And then the other yeah, I I I was glad that they brought uh, Dennis Leary back for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Cool seeing him for you know what one scene was it? Give or take couple <laughs> a couple scenes there um but yeah amazing spider-man 2 i i will finish it eventually but i don't i, I was I struggling through that i was struggling to keep to keep watching it and i mean i was you know just to, just sitting on my phone fiddling around because yeah i don't know i yeah number seven <laughs> amazing spider-man 2 yes both of us number seven Ugh. All right, so it would have been my seven now, which was Amazing Spider-Man 2. So now we'll move on down to my number six. <laughs> and if you were listening closely to the last number, you'll under you'll probably guess what my number six is going to be. My number six is the first Amazing Spider-Man. As is mine in this case. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to like this movie because um, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I have been for all the way through childhood. I loved the Spider-Man cartoon and stuff. And so I was really excited they weren't going to continue um, Sam Raimi's series, which they were going to. They were going to do a Spider-Man 4. It was going to be the Vulture, and it was would have been really cool to see what they were going to do with that. I hear it was supposed um, to be Mysterio, but, too, in Raimi's 4. I think so, yeah. They were going to do them both, um, which I don't I don't think you need a lot of villains in a movie. I like when it's just one singular villain. I think it's one of the problems with being Spider-Man 2. You have too many going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that they were, oh, we're going to reboot it and, and start again, which I didn't think they needed to do the origin again because... We know Spider-Man's origin. Uncle Ben dies. He gets bit by a spider. He becomes Spider-Man. Um, I'm sure. Well, we are for sure going to talk about Spider-Man: Homecoming in a minute or in a little bit on one of you know on our list, depending on where it's at. But they didn't do that. The movie. He's already Spider-Man because you know Spider-Man's origin. So it, I just feel like the first thirty minutes of this movie, I, we didn't need. I don't mind it because I like Martin Sheen. Right as uh, as Uncle Ben, I really like him as Uncle Ben. I think he's a good choice for that role. Him and his big fake chompers, um, <laughs> which I've never noticed before until this movie. It's like, oh my god, his teeth look so fake. Um, but I just we don't need that. Um, I remember sitting in the theater. One of my friends had already went and seen it. Uh, hey, you got to go see it. You got to see Spider Man. I was like, ah, it doesn't look good. Trailer. The trailers didn't do anything for me. I wasn't liking seeing. Uh, I didn't like what I'd seen, what Andrew Garfield was doing with Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I, I, I thought the lizard looked really, really bad. I didn't like the snubbed nose lizard. I've always been a fan of the the long, like, the crocodile snout lizard. Yeah, I always liked that lizard from the comics, so I didn't like that. 
So I was like, all right, let's go see it. I remember the moment in the theater at the end of the movie when you find out the lizard's master plan is to turn everybody into lizard people. <laughs> I looked over at my friend and he will say to this day, it was one of his funniest moments in the theater is I, I, I kind of sat up straight. I slowly turned and looked at him and went, lizard people, <laughs> lizard people, Jay. You know, and, and he laughs to this day that he just, he, he always will laugh at that moment of just lizard people. And I could not get over the fact like, this is what we're doing. Your plan is to turn the world into lizard people. Then to make matters worse, the very end, he puts the the lizard, you know, he climbs the tower to put the the dispenser thing, the, the toxin the dispenser gas, or whatever, yeah. the gas at the top. And he puts a timer of five minutes on it. Why? Why? Put it Actually, it was two minutes, but start. it felt like ten minutes. True. But he, regardless, push start. What's he worried about? Getting sprayed with the gas? He's already a lizard. Right. You know what I mean? So push start, spray the gas. Don't give Spider-Man two minutes to stop you. Like, I just, I hate that in, in any movie. I hate, like, the ticking clock you know, if, if, it, if it doesn't need to be there. And this one doesn't need to be there. He's already a lizard. It's not going to hurt you. And I just, I hate... I don't like this movie. <laughs> um, this was a recent watch for me. I actually did make it all the way through this. It took me um, a couple se- uh, sessions to actually watch through. Um, but I, I knew I needed to finish it. I, I got to say, if I if I have some pluses for the movie, the choreography with the fights was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, the cor- like When he was fighting the lizard in the school... Um, yeah, that's I, I thought that's that scene, scene actually was really well done. And of course, Stanley's cameo where they're fighting in the background <laughs> for that little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a fun moment. That was a fun moment. Um, the music was okay. I mean, I nothing really stuck out. Um, it wasn't Hans Zimmer. It, it was. Yeah. I don't remember who it was either offhand. But um, and that was one thing I was going to I forgot to mention about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Speaking of the music there. Uh, call out to the theme, the the TV theme. I did not like that. I don't even when remember it. It, it was his, was it ring his ringtone. That's right. It was his ringtone with on on his cell phone. It's like I didn't like that. But back to uh, one. I I'll just say I like. Uh, there's a moment in a later Spider-Man movie we're going to talk about on our list that that incorporates the theme, and I actually like that mm-hmm. for that 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 way. But we'll get to that. Uh, we'll in, get to in that in a minute. Um, but. No, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man t- uh, 1, again, the the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, I couldn't see it. Um, the whole, um, the whole, uh, you know, Flash being the friend at the end and, like, the bully being the friend and thinking, or thinking Spider-Man's cool and all that, that was a little campy. Was uh, that this one or was that Homecoming? Uh, th- that was Amazing Spider-Man. Is that in Spider-Man as well? Because I know that happens in Homecoming. The, the Flash kid is a, is a dick to him the whole movie, and then he likes him at the end. He likes yeah. Spider-Man at the end. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't remember I, that. I mean, I've I blocked out a lot. Of yeah, movie. he's he's wearing the Spider-Man shirt toward at the end of the oh, movie. Oh, that's right. Okay, um, that's right. But, no, I thought the... the um, Like, yeah, besides the look, I thought the Lizard was a cool villain. Um, the I also didn't like that, just they wants... took him out of, that they took him out of the lab coat. Yeah. I, I well see. I don't know the source material as well. Well, in the comics, most of the time he's wearing a ripped up lab coat. Okay. You know, and and, and he is wearing. 
wearing it at one point. It's great. Like, that's the lizard. If you're not going to give me the, the snout lizard, at least keep him in the lab coat. And when he was wearing it, it was cool. And then it's and like then 30 seconds later, and he just he, he rips it off. And it's like, come yeah. on. Like, do the lizard. Like, the people who want to see this movie are fans of the comics. So I've never understood why you change the source material. So like, much. That's yeah. what we want to go see, you know? Yeah. Um, and with both of these movies, it's seeing it's interesting seeing a story that's not focused about uh, MJ being the the love mm-hmm. interest um i mean it's yeah it's mj but gwen stacy is the other one um they they actually had filmed scenes with uh with the actress um shailene woodley i think her name is in amazing spider-man 2 mm-hmm. she was playing mj they actually had filmed scenes with her uh and then they ended up cutting them before the okay. movie came out well, that would have been interesting to see because I, I like shailene woodley as an actress too Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't much, but it was just enough to set her up again, set her up for a future movie. But they ended up cutting it for time or something. Okay, but yeah, Amazing Spider-Man One was a subpar movie, a, a disappointing yeah. movie. Um, mm-hmm. That was it for me. It was just disappointing. I, I like Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, so I was eager to see another one on the big screen, and I was just disappointed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's our number six. And it didn't have Paul Giamatti, so. Right. Um, and I thought it was annoying that the whole movie they're talking about Harry Osborn or uh, Norman yeah. Osborn, but you never see right. him. Yeah. And then he dies at the very beginning. Exactly. We finally see him in number two with a great casting choice, by the way. Chris Cooper playing Norman Osborn. That's a great choice. But then, mm-hmm. like you said, he's in it for five minutes and dies. Yeah. You know, it's just they, they skip everything fun and, and iconic about the, the Spider-Man mythos and just they just peed on it, Cody. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So your number six was Amazing Spider-Man. So, Cody, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is um, from the Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man movies. My number five is Spider-Man three. Mine, too. <laughs> I told you we were going to be pretty similar. <laughs> Um, Wait, what you said? What? Spider-Man three. Spider-Man three. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, me saying mine two made me think for a split second in my head. You said Spider-Man two. <laughs> no, 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 I yeah, wouldn't no, do that no. to you. My number five, Spider-Man three. No, yeah, no, Spider-Man three. I completely agree. Cody, take it away. Um, Sp- so Spider-Man three was the emo Spider-Man movie. <laughs> that that's how i remember it's been a while since i have watched it but that, i mean that i i do it'll love, be burned in your memory forever it'll be burned into my memory forever as the and that they reference i i mean they reference it in spider verse which was fantastic <laughs> within um, like the first minute and a half of the movie right um but no it was it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad movie. It was just worse than the others. I, that This is where I think that line hits to me. Like, Amazing Spider-Man movies were bad. But yes. for Spider-Man 3 and then, like, my, the rest of my list, it's not that I hate these movies. It's just that no. the movies are... Having to rank them. Yeah, having to rank them. The, the I agree with that. The, the problem with our show is us having to actually pick least favorites. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And I wouldn't... Con- I, I, I have a lot of problems with this movie. Uh, but I, I can enjoy, I can sit and watch it and enjoy it. I don't have a bad time watching it. I get irritated, but I don't, I, I, You'll still I watch actively it. avoid, yeah, I actively avoid both amazing Spider-Mans cause I get no enjoyment out of watching those Spider-Man three. There are parts I really like mm-hmm. and there are parts I really don't like. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, starting with a, a couple things about that I don't like, um, mm-hmm. the whole thing with, um, 
Harry Osborn just conveniently forgetting who Spider-Man is. <laughs> but, the... but before that, a really good fight scene with him and Peter. Yeah. You know, like the lead up to him getting the clothesline is great. Like, I really like that sequence. Of, I mean, other than some questionable CGI that yeah. even looked bad back then. For then. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 I think that's a fun fight scene where he's on the glider and Peter's trying to get, you know, keep up with the wedding ring, you know, or the engagement ring. I just, I think that's a fun sequence. Yeah, he's but, the yeah, new the goblin whole, and then boom, yeah. he suddenly forgets and then he's friends with Peter Parker again and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I've always liked the idea of the symbiote Venom and Carnage mm-hmm. and, you know, to see that in here and seeing the, the dark Spider-Man and the black Spider-Man costume does look awesome. Um, oh, yeah. I I really like the all the Spider-Man costumes in the Raimi series, even the the Luchador one in Spider-Man one. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> seeing seeing the Black Spider-Man outfit, um, a little funky that it's you know emo Peter Parker. Uh, yeah, I, I I get what Raimi was going with with that was just that it it, it doesn't just change his suit; it completely changes, it changes his personality. His, yeah, it changes the entire. It it's affecting um, his entire person. Yeah, and I feel like. Raimi's Spider-Man 3, being a big fan of Sam Raimi, I feel like Spider-Man 3 is the most Raimi of the series mm-hmm. in terms of it's the most like, you know, being a fan of his work and knowing his kind of style and the stuff he does and his sense of humor for sure. Spider-Man 3 is full on Sam Raimi. Like there's a lot of really goofy stuff in this movie and that's Sam Raimi. He's he's just got a really goofy sense of humor. So him dancing outside of the store while mm-hmm. stupid and, and ridiculous that's Sam Raimi just kind of having a fun, you know, wink, wink. Look at this. It's ridiculous. I think you're supposed to think it's stupid and ridiculous that he looks dumb. Um, but it doesn't work. You know? Right. Yeah. And I all, and I love the transformation of Topher Grace into Venom. I, I think that scene was done really well. That I, I feel like that CG held up. It's, it's done well. I don't like Topher Grace in that role though. No. Okay. Not at all. I, I remember when they cast him being really pissed cause you know, Eddie Brock's supposed to be this big guy. Like Tom Hardy? And then you, yeah, basically, yeah. And honestly, if we were adding Venom to this list, Venom would be low, because I really like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But he's supposed to be this bigger guy, and so you cast goofy Topher Grace from that 70s show. I mean, he's he's fine. He's doing it. He's giving a good performance. I just don't He's too like... close to Peter Parker in you know, size Correct. and stature. Correct. I, I actually, if we're talking about transformations, I prefer the Sandman's transformation. Oh yeah, in this movie. I think that's really good, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, to to animate uh, all the little the individual particles. particles of sand mm-hmm. was incredible. I really like that transformation. Right. Yeah. No. The the Sandman was a cool looking mm-hmm. villain, even though it's mostly just Tom and Hayden Thomas Hayden Church most of the time. Yeah, but then when he does, you know, have his fist become gets... a big sand fist, like it looks cool. Like right. to me, um, for all this movie does wrong i feel like the sandman they did they did right just going from the comics like he's got they one thing i will give sam raimi credit for for the most part he made the characters and villains look like how they're supposed to look they didn't go and do any big drastic changes other than green goblin but that was more because the technology kind of wasn't there right um but i feel like he did a really good job making the villains like he looks like he's supposed to in the comics he's always the tan pants and the green and tan striped shirt, mm-hmm. you know, and with the the, the uh, buzz cut hair, you know, with the red hair, like that's the Sandman and the way he moved and the way, you know, he used the Sandman. I thought the Sandman was done really well. Venom, 
looks like Venom when he's Venom. Venom himself, yeah. I just hate when the Venom face goes away and you get Topher Grace and these big, stupid, fake teeth, you know, trying to be spooky. <laughs> and it just, I don't know. I, I, I like, like I said, Spider-Man 3 is not good. I, I know it's not good. But I can sit and watch it, like we said, and enjoy it. I, I like, you know, it's, it's, it's we're going to talk about Danny Elfman in a little bit. Um, but he didn't do this one. It was, um christopher young him and him and danny elfman and sam raimi kind of got in a fight after doing spider-man 2 and we'll get to that when we get spider-man 2 about what the deal was but so we brought in christopher young instead and i actually like christopher young's version of the score he uses danny elfman's theme but then adds his own themes and i I think they're pretty good and that's a very Um, respectful way to do it exactly and i think jk simmons is just as good in this as he is in the whole series i think i honestly think if they go when they go to do uh Jameson in the new Spider-Man movies just cast J.K. Simmons again. <laughs> I think they did. I was looking. I was looking at the the character like the uh, on Wikipedia. They have the character um, actors that played all the characters throughout, and it's like and J. Jonah Jameson is listed under the MCU ones. Or oh, cool. Uh, J.K. Simmons is listed well, under I know the. They, oh, okay. Cause MCU I know they referenced ones. him. Yeah, because I know they referenced him in Spider-Man: Homecoming. On like, there's like a something that says J. Jonah Jameson. I don't remember why it is, but yeah. So maybe we'll get him in Far From Home. I think that'd be great because he he. I just can't think of anyone who's better. He's so good. I don't know. I just I don't want anyone else. I don't know. Like I said, I just don't want anyone else doing it. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think I have much else to say about Spider-Man Three other than I mean it was. It was a fun movie. I mean, it, it's yeah. entertaining. Like, like you said, it's it's entertaining. It's not the best of all of them. No, but it's it's it's, it's not uh, awful. It gets a bad rap, I think, because and, and it deserves it for a lot of the stuff they do. But I just think after the high of Spider-Man Two, uh, you get this one. You know what I mean? So I just think it gets a bad rap because it's such a drop. I think from Spider-Man Two. That I just think that's why people look so negatively at it is because, you know, how do you go from doing Spider-Man 2 to then you do this really goofy, strange Spider-Man 3? Right. Um, I'll always remember it because I think, if I remember correctly, it was like the first, like, midnight show I ever went to. Okay. You know, when they first started doing those, I think it was around this time they started doing, like, midnight, Thursday night, midnight previews. Um, I remember going to this and waiting all night, you know, hanging around my house, waiting for, you know, the time to come to leave and stuff and, and, uh... The audience was good. Like everyone seemed to really like it, if I remember correctly. And I think I even did when I left until I really started thinking about it. Right. Um, but it was just—I'll always remember it for that reason. That was like, as far as I can remember, it was like the first midnight show that I went to, and it was full, sold-out, packed showing, and it was just so much fun. You know, we've had so many good experiences with that. Obviously, now even, um, but it was like the first one I remembered that party atmosphere of everyone's there, so excited to see like this new big good Spider-Man movie, you know. Yeah, and I, I think it's, I mean, hilarious that this is still the highest-grossing Spider-Man movie ever. I know. Well, again, because you had Spider-Man Two, which which was such a in. high note. Yeah, on such a high note that you know, here comes Spider-Man Three, and you had Venom, a character that's so beloved and whatnot. And he it was is just the like, the pinnacle of he's he's the Spider-Man villain that everyone exactly. thinks of. He's the he's one of them. Yeah, he's one. I, of I, them. I, I would argue he's the two Thanos. of them we're going to talk about in a bit are going to well, be just yeah, you're big, right. Yeah, you're right. But he's just such a, a he's just transcended Spider-Man to even just become his own comic book character. He's, he's his own. He has his own comic book. He has his own, own movie. 
Exactly. So I just think people were so excited. So it just drew people out. So that doesn't, it, it's even grossed more than Homecoming. Um, you know, this list is as of, <laughs> um, this is a little bit older list, but I, oh. I don't know. Let me, it might, like you said, that Spider-Man 2 just got people on such a high that it was like, we got to see what they're going to do next. And I just think the, it looked really good. So wouldn't surprise me if it was the highest grossing. So anything else on the Spider-Man's three? Um, nothing else on the Spider-Man's three from me. Okay, so my five was Spider-Man three as well. So now we're going to move down to my number four. This is where it started getting hard for me. Um, so my number four is the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man film, Spider-Man. Mine too. I told you we were probably going to be the same <laughs> on this top grouping here. It's our um, it's our top three that's going to be shuffled around, I think. Yes. So this was where it got hard for me because I love Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies and uh, two other movies we're going to talk about. So like you said earlier, this list was hard, especially the top four, because at any given time, these top four can change and be like in any of any swapped up order. Cause I love all four of my, my top four kind of equally. Um, but I really like Spider-Man from 2002, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Um, I think it was genius casting for Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so what we were talking about with his costume, they go for it's just a suit, you know, with the helmet instead of him being an actual Green Goblin-looking guy. Um, have you ever seen the actual test footage, Cody, that they did no. of him in makeup? So they were going to do makeup. It was going to be a mixture of makeup and animatronics. So like his eyes were going to be animatronic, but it was actually makeup. And you can actually find photos and uh, test footage online of the original, like the test they did of the makeup. And it it's spooky. Um, it would have been kind of goofy. I think they didn't have to go as, as far as they to be able to still do they still could have done kind of a makeup job with him just kind of maybe exaggerate willem defoe's features a little more but the way they were going they were going full-on comic book green goblin oh so that's the extended chin and the the very extended chin the teeth the the big like red orange eyes like like i said if you want to look real quick while i'm kind of riffing so you kind of it's cool i just don't i just kind of agree it was kind of smart for them to change it i just wish they wouldn't have they should have just toned it down a bit and still done makeup. Um, so then we were still getting somewhat of what the comic looked like. But I'm, I'm, I like the way the mask looks. I think it's cool. It's still a cool way to do the Green Goblin. Um, and I think he's good in that role. I think they got the the gliders really fun. Um, Kirsten Dunst, I think, is a really good choice for MJ. I thought she's really good. I think her and you know we were talking earlier about um, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone having no chemistry. I actually think. Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst have some good chemistry they in this do. movie. They do. Um, and the second one. I don't really think they do in the third one. Um, well, the that's because one, they were kind of like, they were, they were were the characters were drifting apart in the third one. True. And, and the second one, they don't as much either, but we'll get into why that was when we talk about the second one. Um, but for the first one, I think they really do. I think they do the origin story really well. That's why I almost, like I said, I, I don't think they should ever do it again, unless it's years from now and we haven't had one for a long time. But he nailed it with this one. Um, Cliff Robertson, who plays Uncle Ben, is is really good in those scenes with Peter, especially his death scene. It's it's still really sad even to this day watching it. I, I don't get choked up, but it's like, oh, that's, that sucks. Um, Bruce Campbell is fun as the uh, wrestling announcer. Mm-hmm. That gives him um, his name. 
Exactly. And he, Bruce Campbell will tell you to this day, he's the reason Spider-Man's called Spider-Man. <laughs> Did you find the uh, Green Goblin? Yeah, set? I'm watching it right now. It is terrifying. It's, go- it's, it's, it's creepy and it's goofy. Look, it doesn't like look I said, bad. If like, I would have been okay with that, honestly. I'd have been fine with it, but like I said, I, I just think if they weren't going to do that, then they still should have did makeup. Like I said, they should have just toned it down a bit. The chin didn't need to be as long. The eyes didn't need to be those. Not as big. They still yeah, could have no. had his just his normal eyes. Just give him some contacts and maybe make him not as green. But, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. But I still think he's good. Um, as I said earlier, I think Danny Elfman's Spider-Man score is one of my favorite superhero scores. I love his Spider-Man theme. Um, mm-hmm. Cody, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, so, again, it's been a while since I've watched the Raimi series. But, yeah, as as I say in probably every other episode, I love origin stories. And um, Spider-Man is one of the ones that, uh, other than Batman, is probably the ones that, one that I know the most. I mean, it, But, of course, it changes in every iteration now. Um, but I feel like this one was... Yeah, the closest to where he's on a field, or the closest to what I remember, where he's on a field trip, gets bit by a spider. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and it's inter- yeah, interesting to see. You know, the whole discovering the powers. Um, as I mentioned, I this movie made me forget that the web shooters were mm-hmm. machine or were added to the suit or added to his watch or whatever. Um, yeah, I remember watching the animated show and him having to like get refills for the the web shooter. Um, but for some reason, for some reason, that completely was uh, forgotten for this movie. They, be- and be- I, I, as far as I know, they did it because they were kind of trying to do like almost like a puberty. Yeah, parallel, that's definitely. You know? Yeah, that 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 that's painfully obvious. <laughs> At some yeah, especially in the, the, the bed the bedroom scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I and I get it, and it's I guess it makes it easier to. Um, it, it makes it easier to explain than him, you know, building something. Yeah. And, and, it, and I know a lot of fans actually don't like that at all. Like, we're mad they did that. It doesn't bother me at all. However you want to do the webs, you know. Mm-hmm. He's climbing walls. How crazy is it he's got webs in his wrists, you know? Yeah. Like, I always thought that was kind of weird about the actual Spider-Man comics, was that it's a guy who can crawl on walls. He can, you know, take a punch. He can jump really high. Like, I always thought it was kind of weird that he can't his webs are 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 not organic you know what i mean i always thought that was kind of strange right but i mean if you don't want to think about if it was organic like an actual spider they would have had it coming out of his butt that's true (laughs) that that, which would have been a much different film Uh (laughs) oh i don't even want to yeah think too much more about that so spider-man one spider butt (laughs) um no i don't I, i don't think i have anything else to add on spider-man one um, yeah, it was just it was just a good start. It was. I mean, it was. If you think about it, it was 2002. It was one of the first like superhero films, you know, or first big, big superhero, superhero films. I know we had Blade before that, maybe even Blade Two by that point. X Men we had by that point. By then. And Superman. But I'm talking about like the, like what kind of like I feel like this first Spider-Man film was the movie that kind of jump started the new superhero era that we are still in now. I can you agree know? with that. X Men kind of was part of that too. I feel like it wasn't really until Spider-Man that then it was, okay, what other Marvel, you know, you got, then you got Fantastic Four, you know, a couple years after that, you would get Iron Man and the MCU would begin. You know, I, I just feel like you get the Incredibles Spider-Man, around that time too. Exactly. The Incredibles a couple years later, I just feel like Spider-Man to me, I always looked at as kind of responsible for like the, the world we're in now. Cause you could, it showed you could do a big budget, 
like faithful adaptation of a really good superhero and and it was just fun and it's not fun just trivia for nerds fact. exactly fun trivia fact for you cody oh boy the original teaser trailer for this movie come out i think in like august of the year before 2001 and it's about these guys robbing a bank and they're flying away in a, hel- a getaway helicopter and all of a sudden they get caught in a web and and you don't know what it is yet. You don't know who the villain or who not the villain. You don't know who the hero is. You don't know what it is yet. And all of a sudden, the camera they get stopped and they're looking around. The camera slowly pans back and they're caught in a giant web. Well, the giant web is strung up between the trade centers, right? In New York, I remember that. And so that. they they pulled the ad and ended up uh, having to recut a whole new trailer for it because nine eleven happened. It might have been like right before nine eleven happened. So they ended up having to recut a whole new trailer. So I just thought it was kind of like a fun little history fact that yeah. like you know. You know, if you're doing a movie set in New York, that's why a lot of movies had the trade centers as a big part it's of it. It's an iconic it piece of the such, skyline. Exactly. It's an iconic piece of New York City. You see the trade centers, you knew you were in New York. So it was just kind of interesting that, you know, they put that trailer out and then 9-11 happens and we got to change it, you know? Right. So just kind of something fun. I've always, not fun, but something interesting I always thought about this movie. Sure. You know, and it's got the Nickelback song, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely dates that a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else on the Spider-Man? Nothing, nothing else on Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1. All right. So in the middle-ish of every episode, a um, little funky because we have an odd number of movies, uh, we <laughs> like to take a look at our box office draft. Every week we take a look at the upcoming movies for the weekend and basically try to draft them to our movie football team. Um, a couple weeks ago, or last week, um, a couple big... There were a couple small purchases last week um, in the the wake of a few big purchases the previous weeks. Um, So last week we had Yesterday and Annabelle Comes Home. Um, Nick bought Annabelle for $20 million and it has made so far $11 million. Um, And I purchased Yesterday for $8 million and it is currently trending at, or currently showing $19 million domestically. Um, Looking at a couple other movies that... uh, have been playing for a little while i bought i bought toy story and it's my most successful movie in any of our drafts so far i paid 60 million <laughs> and it's almost to 240 million um it's the second highest grossing movie on our list this quarter so far um it's only behind aladdin and it is coming up quick um nick still has aladdin though at 300 million which uh, just became will smith's highest grossing film of his career wow yeah. We'll see how Spies in Disguise does. Um, <laughs> what? He has what a, is Spies in Disguise? Um, I I saw I watched a little bit of the trailer for it. It's an animated movie with Will Smith. Oh, okay. Um, coming out uh, either later this year or early next year. I didn't feel like okay. including it on the news earlier. Um, <laughs> but, of course, Nick has his $5 million in pure profit from Tolkien because he got it for free. Um. <laughs> And of course, you know, Detective Pikachu, John Wick 3, and Secret Life of Pets 2, and Godzilla, all over $100 million for Nick. So Nick has a total of $905 million to spend. And I How have... do I... You told me 914 Yeah, but I hadn't added Annabelle yet. Oh, okay. That's right. And and I have 326 available to spend. So with that, this week we have a couple movies that some people may have heard about. Um... First one we want to take a look at is Midsommar. Midsommar? Midsummer? Mid. I think it's Midsommar. Midsommar. 
Mein yeah. Somhar. It's the new uh, horror film from Ari Aster, the guy who directed Hereditary, which was a pretty damn good horror film from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this one is just uh, the same in terms of not necessarily being jump scare heavy, which Hereditary wasn't, but just kind of a creepy, kind a of thriller, slow burn. A thriller horror yeah, a good, movie. a good slow burn horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody, what'd you bid for Midsummer? For Midsummer, I bid ten million. And I bid seven. It's all yours. Okay. Neat. And now we move on to the big one of the weekend, Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home indeed. They go to what, London? That's pretty far from home. I believe so, yeah. I guess he just doesn't want to, like, he wants to take a break from Spider-Man, so he goes on a field trip with his class. And becomes caught up in London shenanigans. London shenanigans, that's right. Um, <laughs> as, you know, same thing happened to Gerard Butler. He, you know, saved... Olympus, That's he very saved true. D.C. and then went to London, and London shenanigans happened. And if you remember in Homecoming, Spider-Man was in D.C., he so was. I think the next uh, Gerard Butler one is in L.A., I believe. So Spider-Man's so going to L.A. He's going to L.A. next. They're just remaking all those Gerard Butler films. <laughs> the Has Fallen trilogy. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Cody, what'd you bid for the Spider-Mans? For, for the Spider-Mans Far From Home, I bid a whopping $65 million. Ooh. 63 it's all yours i will take it <laughs> i almost went uh 65 as well but i was like nah, nah i'm gonna 63 yeah i think this weekend it'll at least probably double that i would assume i'm hoping um because so you'll I, at least get double your money I, or I you know I'll get you'll get your money back. back yeah so all right for the first time i take home both movies this week <laughs> um no no sniping on nick's part nope because I think three hundred and twenty-seven million would have been a bit much for him to spend <laughs> was, on this one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I could and still have more than what you have now. You really could, but <laughs> um, yes, yeah, tail tail end of the 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 phase four Marvel uh, movies. And, and I wondered about that, but ever having listened to a few non-spoiler reviews for Far From Home, they say after you see it, you completely understand why this is the end of phase four. Okay. That's that good this to know. movie actually directly addresses a lot of the stuff that kind, a lot of the fallout from Endgame and what that kind of set up. So that's why this is the end. It's not, it, it's was it didn't end after Endgame. Phase okay. four ends uh, with Far From Home, and that's I guess that the end credit scene, the mid credit scene, are incredible with for setting some stuff up. So okay, that, for, like, that's this, really good to hear. So I know I'm going to see it after we record, but before this episode goes live, I know I'm going to yes. see it. I'll, um, I'll probably see it. Yeah, well, I for sure am going to see it this weekend with the long weekend we have. So yeah, nice four day weekend. So with the sure. with the the Fourth of July holiday, Independence Day here in the states. All right, so that is our box office draft. So we continue with our ranking of the Spider Man films. The um, top three. The top with our top three. Yes, breaking it up a little weird because we have an odd number and only <laughs> seven movies um, to look at this week. So. Um, for those of I you think... just joining us for some reason in the middle of a podcast episode, uh, again, yeah, we were taking a look at our, our, the top Spider-Man movies. And these are the movies focused on, or these are the Spider-Man movies, not the movies They're with Spider-Man. Movies. Yes. How about that? That's That'll an easy work. way to put it. Um, so I think, I think it's your number three. Cause I said my four was Spider-Man. You yep. said me too. So I think if you give yep. us your number three, so my number three, our, our top, our, our lists have been identical so far, but I think this is where we we break up. I'm assuming so, um, yeah. So my number three is 
the the first movie in what is the MCU. So my number three is Spider-Man Homecoming. Mine too! Okay. <laughs> Maybe we don't split up yet. <laughs> no, we're going to though. I assume in the next in our top two. But oh, no, sure. that, that that that's uh that's cool. No, my number three is Spider Man Homecoming. Go so, ahead, Cody. Um, I I, I got to start out. I love Tom Holland as Spider Man. He he's great. He is the the right close to the right age, closer than any of the other actors have been so far. I think he's nerdy. He's nerdy. He's quirky. Um, I love the the quips as Spider Man because yeah, Spider Man was always the the smart ass web slinger. He he has the quick jokes with the the villains he's roping up and tying up. And he's a kid. He's, he's immature. He's he's an immature kid. And um, yeah. And as Nick mentioned before, we don't get the whole origin story. We get with with Spider Man Homecoming. We get um, Tony Stark has heard about this kid that has spider abilities and that's where we jump into the movie yeah it's it's after civil it's, war it's where after he went civil actually war recruited him to fight with him and then the movie i like the movie opens with the uh you seeing the, the events of civil war but from peter's uh camera yeah. <laughs> you know i, I thought the, that was the, a really fun way to connect or, with, with happy know? hogan and i i <laughs> I, I always liked the carrier character of Happy Hogan, so I'm so glad we got mm-hmm. a a lot more of him in this one. Which and it looks like we get quite a bit of him in the new one too. And we get fun. we get him. Yeah, we're going to get him more, and because uh, I mean he's he's basically Spider Peter Parker's babysitter throughout the entire movie. <laughs> um, so we don't we don't go through him you know discovering his powers as much, but I I do like you know towards this um in the second act second half of the movie where he's discovering the powers of the suit. I hate that. You hate that. But you go, but you go first. <laughs> um, because we st- we still get a a discovery phase, which I think I, I like the superhero movies that show you know they don't just catch on to everything. So with you know getting the the spider the the iron spider like is essentially what this one is, um, and having him you know. He knows his powers, but he doesn't know what the suit can do, and he has to he has to learn, and he he struggles through that when he's locked in the in the shipping in the storage unit. Um, I yeah, I myself like that, and I I don't like as much as how he's like talking to the suit and the suit's talking back. Um, but I mean, still finding through through all the menus and all the the settings that the suit has. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting way to do it. But I I do see how. We, what your argument can be or is going to be about yes. it's it's iron spider not spider-man it's iron man, it's iron man. Yeah. and that i i love spider-man homecoming a lot uh like i said earlier probably my top three for sure could flip around any time mm-hmm. but if i had any like big negative i didn't like about spider-man homecoming is he's wearing an iron man suit that happens to look like spider right spider-man and i don't like that i i i don't like that He's got a suit that, you know, has this ability because of, you know, Iron Man's technology and it can do this and it can do this. I like, you know, it, it's got trajectory and stuff. His 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 goggles, you know, have like, like I said, like trajectory spots on it and different things. I don't like that. I like Spider-Man having to, it's his abilities. He's just wearing a suit to cover himself up. Mm-hmm. And and okay. so I didn't like that. Like I said, it, it's a minor quabble or quibble, whatever quibble, because, you know, it doesn't necessarily change kind of the overall plot as far as i can remember it doesn't really like have any like big like effect i mean hell for the end of the movie he's, he's not even wearing it right because tony co- tony takes it back um but i just i didn't i don't like that i don't like that they were like we're gonna do we're gonna finally bring spider-man to the mcu he's gonna have his own movie but for half of it he's gonna be wearing tony stark's Sp- iron man suit that looks like spider-man suit okay um so i don't like the eyes it. i've never liked the eyes in the mcu spider-man 
I I actually do because <laughs> you know that's what happens in the comics. His eyes they do that. They move like as if they they're emote. actual eyes. Exactly, they emote. And so when they introduced him in Spire, or Civil War and like that first trailer, I remember he drops on the the hood of the car and he looks up and his eyes do that. And I remember thinking. Oh, that's awesome. We're finally getting that, you know, because he does that in the comics. And and before that, yeah. there really was no way for them to do it other than this way, because then you're getting too cartoony. Where how's he moving them, you know? Um, and I was still was fine with it in the Sam Raimi ones. It doesn't bother me that they were the static eyes. Um, but no, I actually do. If, 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 if that was the only thing we got out of the tech suit, I'd be happy, okay. <laughs> you know? Um, but that, like I said, it's a minor quibble because it doesn't really affect the movie that much. It just, I, I just don't like that. Give me Spider-Man. I don't need Iron Man Spider, you okay. know? Um, when they do the Iron Spider in, in Infinity War, it's fine because that's part of the Infinity War comic, part of the Civil right. War comic. It makes sense. Like, he's going to space, give him the Iron Spider. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. But I, I like the more traditional suit. Um, but no, I completely agree with you. Tom Holland is fantastic as Spider-Man. He's, mm-hmm. he's really good, mostly because I don't think he's acting. If you watch interviews with him, that's how he is. That's how and he he's is. He's a very goofy person. And like he's a young, goofy kid, and he's really good. I've been I've been not watching interviews with him because I hear he has a bad habit of accidentally spoiling he, the movies. He spoils everything. <laughs> um, I, I watched him on Colbert last week, and thankfully he didn't spoil anything. But he's just such a fun, goofy kid, and uh, um, he's a kid I, that's I was, younger than us. That he, he's a superhero now. He's yeah, an MCU superhero, and, it, and that's amazing. It's, it's, it's awesome, and I love with this being the first MCU film. They really leaned into that. Iron Iron Man, Tony Stark, is a big part of this film, and I think you know obviously they're doing a good job setting up what was going to then become what happens in Infinity War and Endgame, and even what looks like in the new one. Um, as almost he's a, he's a new he's a father for Peter in this right. movie. Even scold he scolds him at the end. You know, give me the suit back. You know, you'll get it mm-hmm. back when you when you know like he's. He's, he's really good, and I, I like the story of him wanting to be an Avenger, and then at the end, him making the decision, you know what, I don't need to be an Avenger to help people. I'm going to take care of my, my area, which, you know... Uh, the friendly neighborhood? Uh, friendly neighborhood. There, there's a specific... Not Brooklyn. Is it Brooklyn? Brooklyn or Queens? Queens. It's Queens, because Brooklyn is Captain America. Right. That's right. So I like I liked that idea, but um, I think, to me, my favorite part of this movie is the Vulture. Oh, yeah, I knew we were going to get into that eventually. You you know me. I'm a huge Michael Keaton fan. Mm -hmm. So for him to be in another superhero film, playing another avian super uh, uh, super character, um, is awesome. I remember when they cast him as the Vulture, I was like, oh, that's going to be so good. He's going to play a villain, and he's the Vulture. Um, I still need to see Birdman. Birdman's good. It uh, it's 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 different. It's very different because the movie is almost told almost in like three just one takes for the whole film. Um, but he's he's good in it. He should have won the Oscar that year. He was robbed. Eddie Redmayne's a terrible actor, and he should not be winning a war. Um, I was very pissed, I remember. I think you were over. I was very upset. Oh, yeah. Um, but for him to get Vulture is awesome, because he's in a good series, and Eddie Redmayne is stuck in that fantastic crap. Um, so I, I think Michael Keaton's really good. He's I, I like the look of the Vulture. I, I, he's one of the few instances of... Um, as I said with like the Green Goblin, I'm usually more a fan when they do the character, how they actually look in the comics, or as close as they can get. I'm I'm fine with what they did with the Vulture because if you actually look at an image of what the Vulture looks like in the comics, it would be really, really goofy. It's an old guy in a green jumpsuit with wings. <laughs> it's real goofy. So I liked that they went with this, the more tech version. And what I liked about Adrian Toomes, the Vulture in this, and we talked about this when we did our villains episode 
all the way back to like what episode like one right mm-hmm. or it might might have been in my marvel villains if i remember it was marvel villains yeah the reason i liked him like him so much in this is because he's a villain you can understand what he's i think he was my number three if i remember two or three um he's a villain you can completely get behind because you understand where he's coming from he he got the the bid to clean up after the battle of new york from the avengers and then in comes tony stark underbids him and takes over the whole thing and he's already bought trucks he's already hired guys to help him he has to pay everyone he has to pay everyone now he's screwed so what does he do he does the only thing someone can do at that point he steals the alien tech and starts creating weapons to provide for his family and i completely like get that like he was screwed over by tony stark so he becomes like the anti-stark you know i'm going to create my own weapons sell them out and he's he's not he's not hurting anybody obviously those weapons are going to go off and hurt people but the people buying the weapons are hurting people exactly but he necessarily isn't not necessarily hurting anybody he's just selling the weapons and he's just taking care of his family and that's why i like even at the end when he's in prison you know spider-man saves his life he didn't need to and i like at the end the guy in the prison says who is he i heard you know who he is and he tells him i don't know what you're talking about like Mm -hmm. he still remains a, a relatively good guy who just made the bad choice. He was going to do something bad, you know, and I just, I love the look. I love they still kept the feathered uh, collar, like from the original comics. So I thought right. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at the pictures of how the Vulture looked in the <laughs> comics, and I'm I'm kind of it's disappointed been, we it, didn't get to see Michael, Michael King. It's Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah. Ben Kingsley was in talks to play him. He, like I said, when he was going to be in Spider-Man 4, he was going to play him, and he was going to be like that look, as far as I remember from reading about it. Instead, we get him as the Mandarin. Or Trevor. <laughs> Trevor Slattery? Trevor Slattery. So what did you think of Michael Keaton, Cody? Um, I I thought Michael Keaton was a fantastic actor in, a, in, in, in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I know this is a scene that you have mentioned before on the show, but when he's in the, the car driving uh, oh, Peter God, yeah. and um, his daughter to the prom, and you know he's realizing who Peter Parker is, and that, that is a master class in acting. That, as you keep saying, he's a master. It's a master class in acting. The the slow, you know, the realization face, and then, you know, it's... well, the fact that Michael Keaton goes from being just kind of a goofy, fun, like father dad, driving two yeah. kids, a dad, two kids to the dance, to flipping a switch, and it's now I'm the vulture, mm-hmm. and you're my enemy, and you need to stop, or I'm gonna kill everyone you love. Like it, it is so good, right? And, you know, that was another thing I didn't like about Amazing Spider-Man was how many people in the end knew who, P- who, <laughs> who Peter Parker was, who Spider-Man was. Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, no, I, yeah, Spider-Man, it was a fun movie again. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the second one, Far From Home, um, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, Mysterio. And... Uh, the, the only problem with that is You're hoping Mysterio's... I hope he turns bad. Mysterio is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains, like maybe like top five. I've always loved the way he looks, and he's like a magician. And I, I we're finally getting him on the big screen, and I'm I'm let down from the trailers as far as we know that he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm I'm hoping at some point there's a twist. He becomes a villain. He becomes the you know the Mysterio we know because I I want to see Mysterio done the way I've loved him over the years as a bad guy. You know, so. I'm sure he'll still be fun, even if he doesn't go bad. But I just, I, I'll be a little let down, you know. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, um, but no, yeah, um, and I loved, yeah. One other thing about, I mean, I love that. Yeah, the final plot was just to steal from Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I'm going to destroy the world. I'm not going to kill half the planet. 
it's i'm just stealing some tech <laughs> right. he, he needs the technology i um i thought it was a little you know campy the other the sub villains that were there i mean we do see shocker i love we got shocker yeah I for, love for what it was shocker. worth he was barely in it though yeah, but still cool getting him because he's wearing, you know, he's got, he, he looks like how Shocker kind of should. And I, I like that because I've always liked Shocker as a villain. Right, but I mean, they were just, yeah, the Vulture was really the only villain. Yeah, which I like. You don't need a lot of superhero films' problems is too many villains, like a Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, 2, you know. Too many villains, you're going to overload it. Give us one good villain, and they succeeded in that. Yeah. Um, so... And they used the Spider-Man theme for yep, the Marvel. That, that was, that I remember was the being in the I theater. Needed this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember in the theater, our audience cheering when that theme kicked in because it's like, what a great Marvel is so good at at playing homage to what's come before, and I love that they do that. Like, it was so cool that they used yeah. that score. Like they know that they know there's nostalgia there, mm-hmm. and, and that's the only time you hear it, and that's a good time to use it. Just use it for the logo, you know. Yep. Just it's kind of it was it was to me it was I remember thinking in the theater it was Marvel's way of kind of letting people in the audience know, don't worry, he's home. Okay. The bad man, the bad man, Sony's not going to hurt you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just Marvel kind of reassuring fans, don't worry, he's back where he belongs. He's with the MCU. He's back with people who are going to do him do him right. And so here's your 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 uh, Spider Man theme. Yeah, and you know I I recognize. I, I feel like the rest of the score, I, I, he got inspiration from that theme too. Like I still hear, like Giacchino, right? It, yeah, Michael Giacchino. Um, you still hear hints of it throughout the score, and I think it's mm-hmm. it's definitely um, inspired by that theme. And I yeah. mean, even with how campy the T, te- like I'm I'm glad that Elfman didn't do the na 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 Batman through his <laughs> themes. It would not have worked for that film <laughs> for what they were going for. But um, you could for, have heard it in Schumacher's. You could have, um, but no, I'm I I think yeah, it was a brilliant homage to, I mean yeah, forty years of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thirty. I don't know. Yeah, probably more. <laughs> Cody, anything else on the Homecoming of Spider-Man? Nothing else that I can think of on the Homecoming of Spider-Man. Well, all right, so. That we would have moved on to my number three, which, as I've said, was Spider-Man: Homecoming. So now we move on down to my number two. My number two is uh, the newest Spider-Man film on my list. My number two is Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse. Not mine too. <laughs> is that your number one? That is my number one. All right, let's talk about it. Um, so. It was very close with being my number one. I'll tell you that right now. It's just I I, I had to put it at two though. Um, I expected basi- that. Yeah. So Spider Man into the Spider Verse, I was really surprised by. It. I remember seeing the first commercial for it and thinking that looks fun, but I don't know how it's going to be. I didn't see it in theaters. I, I didn't get around to seeing. It. I remember you coming over around the holidays and saying you should go see it. It's really good. Oh yeah, I saw I saw it in theaters. I went with a group of friends and mm-hmm. no, it was a fantastic. Because I mean, and, it, it brought a lot was- of. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was like, it, again, for not knowing the source material, it introduced me to a lot more. Like, I had never heard of the Spider Verse. I, I knew like of some of them, but I didn't. I thought they were just like parodies, like the Spider Pig stuff from, you know, way <laughs> back when. I legitimately thought it was just a parody. I didn't realize well, it was especially a, for Spider Ham. Or yeah, Spider Ham. I I didn't realize, yeah, not Spider Pig, uh, Spider Ham. <laughs> but uh, you probably thought it was a parody of Spider Pig. 
right. probably well, right from well, the Simpsons. Well, no, I remember. I remember uh, a long time ago, like in the the Tiny Toons era, that there. I remember Spider Ham. Okay, I, I thought Spider Ham was a parody way back when. Um, okay. So you mean you mean Peter Porker? Peter Porker. I thought that whole thing was a parody. I didn't <laughs> realize that that was an actual canon version of spider-man yeah I, I, oh absolutely um so yeah that was something that i i did not expect to be you know brought in and yeah i i like that you know that that really changed my view on stuff that's like okay these are actual spider men and women yeah um, it, it um i didn't it know was such a anything else about any of the other ones no me neither <laughs> me neither and it was such a loving tribute to the to the history of spider-man it was so so much fun um i mean the fact they kill peter parker what in 20 first... minutes into the movie oh, <laughs> you know what i mean and then you know i mean obviously if you knew anything about the comics you knew going in miles morales was going to become spider-man right uh, he is he is a spider-man in the comics but just the fact they kill peter parker to do it but it was how they brought about okay well here's a different peter parker to teach you how to be spider-man it was just so much fun just the whole theme of the movie is just about you know kind of becoming who you are mm-hmm. and 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 like i love there's a lot of good emotional moments in the movie when his uncle gets killed i mean the, the big twist of oh his uncle is uh the prowler Probably. you know great twist you know but then you also still feel bad when he dies because mm-hmm. you know it's it, that sucks um it's his, the it's villain's his uncle great. cared for him more than i mean he more cared for his, his uncle more than his father than he cared it, for his yes, father I, I, yes, I, I agree with that. And, you know, the, the voice acting is great. Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir was, was perfect. Mm-hmm. John- He's got my favorite lines of the whole movie, probably. Him and John Mulaney as Spider-Pig. Yeah. But I just love Nicolas Cage's, you know, with the Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's you know, he only sees black and white. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's so much fun. The, I, I, I love the visuals. I love this movie. Is, 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 it's You're watching a comic book. Exactly. That- you know, it's, it's got the color dots. You know, it's it's just uh, it it was incredible. It's the closest we're going to come to just a, a comic book comic literally book. leaping off the page. Exactly, and I, I mean, and I love how when they're when they're all giving their origin stories, it's flipping through the comic <laughs> book pages, and it, yeah. you know the cells are animated and, and panels are animated, and um, to where yeah, we're we're getting an explanation of who these Spider Men are, and you know how they became the Spider Person of their world of their universe. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so well done. I love the spin on some certain characters. I love, I didn't know if I liked it at first, but the more I've watched it, I like it more and more. I like that they changed Doc Ock up a bit. Yeah, and that completely threw me, that completely threw me off. Which was a good twist, because you're not expecting that. You know, you're wondering, okay, who's this character? And all of a sudden, oh, she's Octavius. Well, that's Mm -hmm. Doc Ock. You know, like, that was a good twist. I love, love the design of Kingpin. Mm -hmm. And Liam Shriver's performance is really a, a good understated performance until he gets until he needs to get big at towards the end during the fight. Um, it's just fun. It's just I, I don't know. I just, I love being a big Spider-Man fan. There are so many good references in this movie. I kind of equate the reference overload to being kind of like Lego Batman. Yeah, uh, the way Batman movie had so many references in it for a huge Batman fan like me. I I love it. And same with this. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. There are so many. To even past movies, like you said, they even reference, you know, the dancing scene from Spider-Man 3, the popsicle, you know, there's just uh, just so many loving moments in this movie and it's and with, with a good emotional story to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was, yeah, 
I a, a laugh a minute too because it was it was oh, yeah. it was a funny movie too. That so which I mean yeah the Sam Raimi ones had comedy in them. Uh, Homecoming had a lot of comedy in it, but I mean this one was you know made out to be partial. I mean it, it's a cartoon. I mean which cartoon doesn't even necessarily mean comedy, but I I, I feel like this you can one get away with more. You can get away with more, and they comedy. did. And I um, of course we yeah some if I have to say a negative. I don't know how I felt about the Green Goblin. Yeah, he, this that's, one. that's he looks like that in one of the versions of the comic, so okay. it, it wasn't. It was still, you know, it was still uh, I, respectful to the source. Yes, I, I same with you. Probably, I'm going to always be more of the the traditional Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at least he wasn't the main villain. You know, they, the main villain was done right with. Uh, I love we even get Tombstone, which is cool. Right, which uh, I had never heard of. Yeah, it was really cool to get him. Um, yeah, like you said, there's some good comedy, especially with Spider Ham. You know, with the do do animals talk in this universe? <laughs> you know, it's such a good moment. Um, um, that's I lo- what I freak about. Yeah, I love the Aunt May in this one. Um, yeah, how she knows Spider Man and she like has all of his stuff. Like, she's got his. She, she takes him down to the Batcave. To the Batcave. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> she she knows the Batcave and all all of the technology that's there and. You know, she she helps. may or may not be a villain. She, yeah, that when she calls <laughs> Doc Ock live, yeah, that yeah. that one really threw me. And I caught that right away. And it's like, wait a minute, how and does she know her? How does she know her? And I thought that was going to be something by the end of the movie, but I mean, it may have just been nothing. It may be mm-hmm. a setup for. They're already making the second one. I'm excited yeah, about that. Wait. Yeah, it's 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 very good. I was very surprised by it, and uh, it, it was it was Sony finally doing another good Spider-Man movie. You yeah. know. Uh, I mean, I know they distribute, but the new the MCU ones technically, right? Um, but it's 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 them doing it completely it has nothing to do with the MCU and and uh, Lord Miller who who did the movie. There, you know, they've done so many good movies like this. You know, where they kind of play a fun with the source material, like with the Twenty One Jump Street movies. You know, mm-hmm. where they're homages and and remake. You no, know, they they were a good choice for it. It's why I'm also pissed they got fired off of Han Solo because that I would have loved to see what they did with their take <laughs> on it. Um, but no, it's just a great movie. It's fun. I love the movie a lot. Even with opening the movie with the Comics Code Authority label, mm-hmm. you know, for someone like me being a comics fan, just is like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's just it's, and and you get an animated Stan Lee tribute with right. cameo, cameo, which is cool. And he's in it. He's in it a few times actually. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I I had a lot of fun with this movie. I this is one that I now I this is I've, of all the movies on this list so far, this is the one I think I'm going to go rewatch this weekend. <laughs> I watched it again the other day. Um, I, I wanted to rewatch it again for the for the list, but I'd, I'd watched it so recently. I mean, it's been yeah. It's, I mean, it's only been a couple of months since I've watched it. Much sooner or much more recently than I've watched, you know, the Raimi trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I just watched Amazing Spider-Man, so that's stuck in my head. <laughs> you got to have a palate cleanser. <laughs> Anything um, else on the Spider Verses, Cody? Um, no, nothing else on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So I, I figured that was going to be your number one. I, I figured you and I were going to have swapped one and twos. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I'm, oh, no, me too. I'm surprised like that said, our list I, was so parallel so far. I know, and I, I'm, I'm fine with it because uh, I, I kind of figured that's how it was going to be. And, and I honestly could have flipped my one and two as well any given day just because they're both so good. Which mm-hmm. leads us... To my number one my and number Cody's two. number two, which is Spider-Man 2. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Um, it, it, it probably, like I said, gun to my head, 
my favorite Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi's. Um, For everyone that was me, paying attention last week when Nick said that... <laughs> did you not cut it out i didn't cut it out i just oh, yeah. you know for the for the diehard fans that you know are predicting yeah. our lists from 10 in you know 10 weeks from now <laughs> and we were talking about it after we recorded i said to cody i said should we cut that out because we'd already decided we were doing spider-man this week and i didn't realize as i was talking about it i had come just completely just given away that my favorite spider-man <laughs> film was spider-man 2 but oh well uh no spider-man 2 is my favorite spider-man film i think it is the the epitome of, of superhero films um mm-hmm. like to me like top five of all time if we're ranking all superhero films um i just think it's really well done i think the characters are all really well done i think it's it's it's, it's more adult because it deals with the themes of uh peter parker deciding i don't want to do this anymore what am i getting right. out of it i live in a ramshackle apartment i i'm not with the girl that i want to be like what am i getting out of it other than saving people nothing so i quit you know, and, and I just, I like that thought. And then I like the idea that, no, you can't quit. You're getting nothing out of it. You're still saving people. And I love that's what brings them back. I mean, of course, obviously, it's, it, it brings them back to save MJ. <laughs> um, well, yeah. uh, but I think it's got one of the strongest villains of any superhero film uh, uh, with Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, which I think is one of, again, for ranking other stuff, I think it's probably one of the top five most accurate depictions of, from page to screen of a, of a villain. He was exactly as I remembered him from the TV show. Yeah, he's he's the green a trench he's coat a, and the... he's a, a pudgy guy with tentacles. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he they have he's got the trench coat, he's got the glasses, the round you know glasses. Uh, he he is a really good Doc Ock. And another instance of a villain you you don't want that to happen to because they spend a good probably twenty minutes of you seeing. Uh, Otto Octavius be friends with Peter and him and his wife and how they mm-hmm. met. You know, you get a you get a good probably ten or fifteen minutes of just good character work to get you to really like this guy, who then becomes the villain and you feel bad for. It. That's why I like at the end he gets that redemption of you know I am not a monster. You're going to listen to me. You know when he says to the arms and he saves the day and kills himself in the process to do it. Like I like that redemption art. Right. Um, I like like I said that you have a villain you don't want to be a villain, but he's really good at it and the special effects of the arms are great i mean the cg and the puppet work you know like uh there's a i remember watching a special feature on the bonus disc um how they did the arms and it looked like a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) um one of my favorite scenes you know with sam raimi being a horror director i love the scene in the hospital where the arms come to life and start fighting off the doctors like that is full-on horror yeah and it's great cody what do you think of spider-man 2 um you know, it's been it's been so long. I mean, I really I really liked this movie. I re- I always liked the the Doc Ock has been my favorite villain. I think through mm-hmm. just about all of these. I mean, yeah, I I would put. I mean, yeah, Doc. I would put Doc Ock in this above Doc Ock in Spider Verse, even though both of I them agree. are phenomenal. Um, I I love that we get uh, you know, a little bit of you know Harry avenging his father Mm -hmm. and finding out that his best friend is the one that killed his father. That was a, it's a great moment, great moment. And, 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 you know, made for, you know, opening up for the, what Spider-Man three could have been. Uh, Oh, I remember leaving the theater after this one, being really excited to be like, what are they going to do? He knows he's Spider-Man. He wants to kill us. But, you know, I remember being really excited, especially when you get that, that end scene where he sees his dad and he smashes the mirror and he finds finds all the green goblin. Stuff. all the green goblin gear you know like, i remember thinking like oh i cannot wait to see what happens you know but yeah and i mean i i, I don't really care for the subplot of 
uh, MJ getting engaged to yeah the other guy. Not... Yeah, Jameson's son. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's still a fun movie, and for for Doc Ock alone, I think is that's why it, I I love it that much, or I love his He's his really good, and yeah, because he was like I said exactly how I remember I remember him from the. Uh, the animated series. Uh, yeah, he's very, he's done very well. So, um, and and it has really good action set pieces. I mean, the whole train sequence is mm-hmm. great from start to finish. When he jumps up to the to the clock tower to fight him, to the end when you know Doc Ock takes him away. Like it is that whole sequence is awesome. And of course, you get another sequence kind of mirroring the first movie where you know New York's going to fight back for him. You know, you have to go through us. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, and then he's just pushes away. His arm. Yeah, you know, like it's it, it's 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 goofy. You know, Spider Man does the, the Christ pose. You know, when he's getting put back into you know like whatever, but it still has great <laughs> sequences. Um, I always remember one of the one of my favorite sequences in any superhero film is when he's at the diner with MJ and the car gets thrown through the window. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. You know, when they slow down, he jumps backwards with her and it just almost hits his face. The wheel, like that, is such a cool scene. Um, the bank heist is really cool with Doc Ock. Uh, mm-hmm. When he's climbing the side of the building with Aunt May, like it's just I, I love Spider-Man two a lot. It's it's probably the Spider-Man movie I put on the most. If it's it's number one for me that if it's on I can watch it at any point just because I just get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, again, Danny Elfman's score is really good. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, okay, I was going so, to ask you about that because I I hadn't heard why they yeah, switched. So they kind of had a disagreement because Raimi didn't like some of the musical choices Elfman was doing. So to beef up a few scenes. He added, uh, so like the scene when Octavius is putting on the performance of here's, here's what we're doing, uh, I'm going to harness the sun, right before he gets the accident that fries the inhibitor, inhibitor chip. Okay. Um, when they pull the cur- curtain aside, the music that plays there, he brought in Christopher Young to add some supplemental music. It's the theme from Hellraiser 2. Oh. So if you watch that scene and then play the theme from Hellraiser 2, they're slightly different, but it's, it's the Hellraiser theme. And that pissed Danny Elfman off. So they kind of fought, and that's why he didn't come back for Spider-Man 3. They patched it up because he went on and, you know, they, they worked together on um, Oz the Great and Powerful, I believe. But for a bit there, Christopher Young was Raimi's guy because of that. Like, he did drag me to hell, you know, and stuff like that. But no, it, it pissed Elfman off because he, you know, that's what you're doing. But yeah, if you sync those two music cues up, it's it's uh, his theme. It's Christopher Young's theme from Hellbound. Um Hellraiser. And there's a few other moments where it's it's clearly yeah that's that's Hellraiser. <laughs> well, no Hellbound, Hellraiser too. Oh, okay, Hellbound. okay, okay. Um, so uh, that's I, did, what I never the, knew that this came from. Yeah, yep. Just that it's it's as far as I remember, it's just that one scene where it's 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 during his his demonstration. Okay. Um, but it's it's clearly it's the Hellraiser theme. <laughs> it's the Hellbound theme. Well, and I can um, see that as being enough for Elfman to say what what the heck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, absolutely, and it's uh, it make it make me mad. But uh, other than that, Elfman's score is still really good. Sam Raimi's direction is as good as always. Like I just I really like Spider Man Two. Yeah. Cody, do you have anything else to say on Spider Man's Two? Um, no, I I really don't have much more to say on Spider Man's Two. Well, all right. So everybody, I hope you love our lists for our Spider Man films, our top Spider Man films of all, our ranking of the Spider Man films. I think this is the most in sync we've been. It, it uh, is. Um, up until one and two, it's splitting. Yeah, and uh, that's that's awesome because to me, I just feel like that's how you, these should be ranked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know some people probably would put Homecoming at number one because I know Homecoming is beloved, which I really like it, but I know a lot of people think it's just it's it's the best Spider-Man film, which there are arguments for it. 
Um, oh, and I did look it up while we were uh, while we were talking. While you were talking, um, Spider Man Three has still has fourteen million more than Homecoming does. Uh, okay, it's, it's yeah, eight hundred ninety four versus eight hundred and eighty. Yeah, it's not million. surprising with how good Spider Man Two is. It drove people, myself included, to go see Spider Man Three because, you know, how are they going to top number two? They don't. But you know, just curious to see. Like that was so good. I can't wait to see what's next. You know. So like I said, I think that's why Spider-Man Three was such a disappointment for people because you had top-tier superhero film with Spider-Man Two. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but okay. So uh, as I say every week, everybody, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you liked our episode, we have a Facebook page, Get Ranked Movie Podcast. Um, hop on there, give us a like, and. Uh, Tell us what you thought of the episode. Did, tell us what your ranking are, is. Did you agree with our list? Did you hate our list? Um, you can hop over to our website, GetRankedMoviePodcast.com. We also have a Twitter page that we don't update. Um, <laughs> I love how you still mention Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I also want to mention uh, I little cross-promotion also. I was just on an episode of uh, the Mad About Movies podcast. Um, it's a big movie podcast that they've been doing for quite a few years now. Three guys over there, Brian, Kent, and Richard. Brian wasn't on the episode with us. We discussed uh, Child's Play, and he hates horror films, so he wasn't on it. But I had the privilege of being a guest host on that episode, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so I would just like to, hey, if you like my opinion on Child's Play last week, head on over and, and check that episode out. It's a, it's a bigger, in-depth discussion. Um, and it was fun to be on there. Hopefully at some point. Uh, we'd be able to get them on our show. I know they mentioned they'd love to come on and, and do a top 10 with us, maybe a top five. So we're top not five. So we're not, yeah. Hours. 10 people um, or five people doing a top exactly. 10 would be yeah, four or five hour episode. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think that'd be fun. So yeah, head on over to, to their page or find it in iTunes or wherever you find it. Mad about movies. Uh, it's the child's play episode from this week. Mad about movies podcast.com. Correct. Um, so as we do every week, Cody is now going to tell you some ads. Get Ranked, a movie podcast, would not be possible without DigitalOcean. All of our episodes are hosted there. Our website is hosted there. You can get a $60 account credit by using the link at the top of our website or going to GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash DigitalOcean. Dynadot. Get your .com, .org, .net, .whatever. You can get a small account credit if you use the link at the top of GetRankedMoviePodcast.com or... Go to GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash Dynadot. Blue Apron. Skip the store. Get fresh ingredients delivered straight to your home. Get $60 off your first three boxes when you use the link at GetRankedMoviePodcast.com or enter GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash Blue Apron. Funko. Get 10% off your entire order when you use the link at GetRankedMoviePodcast.com or go to GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash Funko and enter offer code SHOP10. Okay, so with those ads out of the way, I'd like to thank everyone for listening and tuning in this week. Hope you enjoyed it. We had fun talking about it. Yeah, definitely. So, and it's a, a shorter episode this week. I know I, know I was laughing, though, because like our Lord of the Rings episode, we only had six movies to look at, and we went... Two and a half hours. This time we did cut it actually short. We had seven movies and we're, you know, hour and a half. So, sorry if you were disappointed in the episode being a little short this week. I think, though, that comes from the fact that we were so in sync. There wasn't much conflict to talk. Yeah. Whereas with Lord of the Rings, there really wasn't. But those movies are also, like, eight hours long. Yeah. There's a lot more content, you know. 
And, and then, they're my favorite series, so I could talk about that for a while. And then we'll give a little update next week. I know we're both seeing Homecoming, or Far From Home this oh, weekend, so yep. we'll let you know next week where Far From Home falls in our list of the Spiders Man. Absolutely. So, with this week over, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. As always, I am Nick. And I'm Cody. We'll see you next time. Get Ranked a Movie Podcast, Episode 22, Spider-Man. All music and movie clips included in this podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of the movies discussed and no infringement is intended.